Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast live on the Chronicle Facebook page, YouTube and Twitter accounts and later on our podcast channel. I'm Andrew Muscove and I'm joined by West Ham reporter Tom Clark from Football London. Tom, thank you for popping onto the pod. Oh, absolute pleasure. Lovely to, uh, to chat with you. Um, it's going to be an interesting game tomorrow. Obviously, Newcastle travel down to West Ham. Given the current weather situation, it's going to be interesting to see if they uh, arrive down as they, they're meant to. Eddie Howe's already spoken about the flying down, but they are prepared to travel by coach. He said training has been interrupted slightly by the high winds, but um, thankfully it looks like there's nothing too serious going on and they'll get down there. Um, on the pitch, it's going to be a difficult game for Newcastle. How are West Ham approaching this one? Uh, well, just going to the weather first. It is um, see, I'm down here in in Essex, at, uh, not too far from the stadium, and it is very, very blowy. And the way the stadium is here, it's such a big bowl that it it could have an effect. Actually, it really could, like on on the game. Because I mean, I'm I'm heading off to the training ground after this to to do the uh, to the press conference, and I imagine West Ham's training has been affected this week because it is it's pretty horrible out there today. So I, I think that might actually. I mean, it's not rugby. There's not going to be all the high balls coming in, but uh, but it will it will make a difference. I think. Um, West Ham going into this game, the form has been a bit dodgy, to be honest, recently this um, this year. They've had a couple of wins, but it's, you know, it was a narrow 1-0 win over Watford. Um, and the draw with Leicester came in the in injury time. Um, obviously, the, uh, the the win against Kidderminster Harriers it, it was the second team playing, but they had to call on the big boys and you know, Declan Rice and Jared Bowen to, to get them the win. So um, it might be a good time for Newcastle to be playing West Ham because they, they just haven't, haven't found their groove really recently. So they're... Yeah, they're still up in a, in fifth place after Man United's midweek result, but they're they're not they're not playing as well as they were, that's for sure. Yeah, and I, I'm a big fan of what West Ham have done in, in, in recent years, trying to break into that top four, break up the the, the party of the, the big six. Um and I think they're a good they're a good side to watch and Newcastle will have to be on um you know on their the game to, to beat West Ham. What is the reason do you think recently that West Ham's form has dropped off slightly? I think tiredness, to be honest. They've played so many games with all the Europa League. They've done well in the Carabao Cup as well and don't have a huge squad. So they've, they've not really, there's not been a huge amount of rotation. I mean, you can you can look at the decision to keep playing Kurt Zuma, you know, one or two ways. One, just because, you know, David Moyes thought it was the right thing to do. But also maybe he didn't trust um, Issa Diop in that game against Watford and lack of rotation. And, and actually, to be fair to Diop, he came in against Leicester and he had a superb game. So, you know, but but that was off the back of having an absolute shocker against Kidderminster Harris. It's, it's a very good starting eleven with maybe a 12th or 13th player off the bench. But there's there's no... There's no real strength in depth. Like you look at the two fullbacks last week, um, Creswell and Soufal, who had absolute shockers against against Leicester. Creswell is an awful game, gave away a, a ridiculous penalty, and then was just just had a really really bad game. Was at fault for the second goal as well. And and Soufal had a decent first half, and then Harvey Barnes just had the better of him, and, and Moyes had to take him off, and he brought on Ryan Fredericks, just pure pure pace. But but you just can't see anything other than the two of them starting again tomorrow, even though. You know, they're, they're two good players and they're trusted players. So you can understand why he sticks with them. But there also just aren't, you know, those great options. You know, Suchek and Rice play week in, week out, as you, know, as you expect them to do. But that's, they don't have competition for their places. Mikel Antonio, you know, just had, you know, he scored one in, I can't even remember how many games now. And there are no other options other than, you know, to maybe put Bowen through the middle. But then that takes away from his game, which his best position is coming in on the right. And he's, he's the one guy, well, him and Rice, I mean, Rice is just always brilliant, but but Bowen is the other one who's who's stepped up recently. And you know, Fournell's one goal in seventeen. It, it, it's but there aren't options. You know that you've got 
Fornells, Bowen, Lanzini and uh, Ben Rama, you know, four players for, for three positions. And it, it seems whoever comes in, you, you know, there's always seems to be one of the three of them not in or one of the four, not or, or the three starters, sorry, uh, who are not in form. And so, so yeah, it's just options, I think, and tiredness. It, it's beginning to catch up with them. Um, the winter break, I think, probably did help. And they just hoping to, to find a bit of, find their groove again. You mentioned there the full-backs. Obviously, Newcastle have the threat of Alan St. Maxman on one side and Ryan Fraser's found his feet finally at Newcastle and, and looking like the player he was under Eddie Howard Bournemouth. How are West Ham going to handle them too? Because, you know, over the past few weeks, there's been plenty of praise for the likes of Joe Linton, Kieran Trippier, who obviously is missing. Um, and, and Alan St. Maxman always gets the plaudits, but Ryan Fraser, Fraser, for me, is the one who's gone under the radar a little bit and He's been in absolute great form and have both of them on either side. It's going to be a, a tough test for West Ham. Yeah, it will. And the, and the two fullbacks, as I said, they didn't play well last weekend. They, they are, you know, experienced professionals. They've both, you know, Soufal's played numerous international matches. Uh, Creswell's obviously been capped by England as well. Like they're, they're good, experienced players. One, you know, one poor performance won't be the end of them for sure. I mean, you do have options with extra pace in Fredericks and Johnson to come in, but I don't. I think Moyes will stick with with you know his two trusted players. As I say one one bad game. I think it's the first time I can remember Soufal being taken off. Actually, like he he's been you know, a solid solid player, and he's a very good defender. So I think he will stick with them. But uh, but yeah, like you say, you know, St Maximum will be a worry, and that that pace of, of Fraser as well. That that will be an issue. So maybe the fullbacks will have to just sit a little deeper rather than push forward as much as they want to. Um, but it, that, I think that could be the key because you, you just imagine that you know, Rice and Suchek are going to dominate the centre of the pitch. I mean, that's just what you know, what happens in pretty much all West Ham games with Declan Rice. He just seems to run run the centre of the pitch for, you know, take away Man City, Chelsea type of thing. But other than that, he just seems to, to boss every game. So, so yeah, I think Newcastle will be looking in to get behind the fullbacks and and run at them. And um, Trippier obviously is a huge miss for Newcastle. Uh, certainly the West Ham fans were, were pleased to see to see that early, that news coming in earlier in the week, you know, with his form and, but not just that, you know, his leadership and the work, you know, he just seems to have come in. I mean, you will know this better than than me, but you know, he just seems to have come in and made a huge difference. This one means a fantastic footballer, you know, a brilliant signing for Newcastle. He had a very sensible transfer window, and he is, you know, he's a proven Premier League player, international player, and will be a big loss. And but I think that's a real bonus for West Ham, unexpected bonus. Yes, yeah, huge bonus. And we've got John Steele here, and Newcastle United fan, asking any early team news and who would play right back. So it has been Andy Howe's press conference this morning. He has confirmed that he thinks Mankio will be missing out. He obviously went off um, in the game against Aston Villa with an ankle injury. They said they feared it might be ligament damage. It doesn't appear to be that bad, but um, it doesn't appear he'll be in the starting lineup against West Ham. And many people would have said, Mankey will be the man to replace Kieran Trippier. As it is, it looks like it'll be Emil Kraft, who has gone up a level under Eddie Howe, but you know he's not the best of right backs. He's certainly not the quality of Kieran Trippier. That being said, you know he came on, he put in an all right shift against Aston Villa, and it's always a, a difficult situation to come into when you are, you know, replacing the man that the fans absolutely love, who's brought quality leadership to to Newcastle United. And um, you just have to hope that this week they've been working on him and training and, and trying to boost his confidence because I do think it'll be a confidence thing with with Kraft. I think he's more than a more than competent at right back. He's a Swedish international. It's just whether he believes himself he can step up and replace Kieran Trippier. So that's going to be interesting. You mentioned there the midfield. Uh, Declan Rice, obviously the man that always gets applauded for West Ham. Newcastle themselves have had a 
a brilliant run of games with the three midfielders they've got at the moment, John Joe Shelby, Joe Linton, Joe Willick, meaning their £14 million man, Bruno, has been on the bench for the last three games and it looks likely he'll probably be on the bench again this week, uh, weekend. I'm really intrigued to see how Joe Linton does against Declan Rice, if that is the way it measures up in the middle of the park because Joe Linton in recent months has been, he's just it's just been a transformation like I don't think we've ever seen before. He's gone from a striker who couldn't find the back of the net to this midfielder who nearly every opposition that plays against him gets 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 done by him essentially. So it's going to be interesting to see how he handles West Ham's stars. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I I, I run out of superlatives. Honestly, we do these talking points every week, and and every week I try and stop myself from writing. Well, Declan Rice is good, isn't he? Because it's just it's it, he is just a phenomenal footballer, and he's. You know, before I got this job, I, you know, I'd seen him play, you know, bits and bobs on TV, and I'd seen him play for England, and knew he was a good player. Didn't realize how good until I, until I saw him live, and then you, know, you see him week in, week out, and you realize, okay, okay this boy is, you know, he's not just good; he is, he is special. Um, and if if he does leave West Ham, when you know, if or when he leaves, he will be irreplaceable for them. He, he he's added to his game this season as well. He, he's not just this sitting defensive midfielder; he is a box to box player. He really is, and he's he's adding. That's his game. The way he, you know, you, you talk about, you know, the Newcastle three. Then that, that one thing they'll have to be aware of is how well he picks up the ball on the turn, and he just, you know, he's got this massive stride, and he is he's faster than you think he is, and he will just drive up that pitch, and he he will turn defense into attack, and he just he always wants the ball, and it doesn't matter if there's pressure on him, he can pick a pass. He's got a lovely long pass. He's got great run it's kind of been his trademark this season is running up the inside left channel like getting the ball and driving up there and then maybe laying it off to you know Ben Rama or Fornells or Creswell on on the overlap or coming inside and and spraying it wide to the right wing to to Bowen to cut inside and and he he just runs the game for West Ham he just he's always on the ball and you see the 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 stats after the game of your possession of, of passes completed and he rarely misses one of these his heat map is just everywhere. And it's taken a little bit away from Suchek's game this season with this attacking element that Rice has. Suchek has to not not cover for him, but he just can't push forward quite as much as he did before. And, and I'm expecting tomorrow that Lanzini will play in that number 10 role. And he, he drops in and makes a three with them as well. I think that will be a really interesting matchup. It is, it is one I expect West Ham to get the better of, just, just purely because Declan Rice is, is the difference there. How do you stop someone like Declan Rice? I mean, you mentioned there, other than the Man City game, he's kind of dominated, in your opinion, pretty much every other game. I mean, how would you stop him? Is it you just, you've got to try and rattle him early on or does he kind of welcome that challenge anyway? What's the secret? Keep possession away from him, to be honest. Just, you know, that's that's why the, the Man City and Chelsea always do very well against them. And, and Chelsea really, they... they they're not the most... Um, I don't find them the, the most interesting of teams to watch when they play West Ham, but you've got to appreciate how well they keep the ball. And Manchester City was the same. We were up at um, the Etihad at the, the back end of last year. And and it was just a just a masterclass in in possession. And um, I, I really enjoyed watching Man City play. I love watching, you know, Kevin De Bruyne. And, but, but it was, you're sitting there watching it and they were they were 1-0 up. And it's just like, West Ham never, ever looks like getting back into this game. And then there was a 90th minute goal from um, Fernandinho to make it 2-0. And then Lanzini pops up with, a, with an absolute wonder goal in injury time to make it 2-1. But... It was a two-one game that was, you know, it, it was two-one. Was one goal in it? There was there was just miles between the two sides, and 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 that's that's it. He if if he's on the ball, he makes things happen. It's just trying to keep keep the ball away from him. And and you know, Suchek doesn't have 
the drive doesn't have the passing ability that Rice does. So, you know, you know maybe if you crowd Rice, but I don't think many teams have, have found how to stop him really. So, uh, so I'm probably not, you know, you maybe need to speak to Guardiola about that rather than me. <laughs> We've got Roger, he asking about Joe Linton and will he be able to nullify Rice's threat? I mean, let's, that is the battle I'm, I'm really interested by. I mean, Joe Linton, he's a bit of a powerhouse at the moment and he's all over the pitch. So I do think that maybe might be the battle, the one to watch. He's asking, should we bring Bruno in? I think Bruno, as I said, will be on the bench. I don't see how you can drop Joe Linton, Willick or Shelby. They've been brilliant in recent weeks. Um, we saw against Everton, the more dominant performance we saw against Villa. Everyone had to kind of dig in. So we've seen two sides of this Newcastle team under Eddie Howe, and it's going to be interesting to see how they set up against West Ham. But I can't see, as crazy as it sounds, I can't see Newcastle's Big money January, brilliant, a Brazilian international starting on Saturday for the was it the fourth game in a row that'll be on the bench. Um, but what a nice dilemma to have from a Newcastle point of view. Um, lots of comments, Tom, about uh, Bowen. Obviously, he was heavily linked to Newcastle before he ended up at West Ham. He's been unbelievable this season. Mm. Again, the question is how will Newcastle stop someone in I mean, form is one thing, but he's clearly just a very talented player. Yeah, he is. I mean, his form has been fantastic. Like this season, he's taken his game to a new level. And it's um, seven and seven for him now. And he's he's just flying. And it's it's been all kinds of goals. You know, the the one against um, Kidderminster was just, a, you know, just a tap in like a strike. You know, he, he's not a striker. He, he's a, he said his preferred position is on the right. He sees himself as an attacker, but not a central striker. But that was, you know, that was a tap in in the last minute. Then the goal against um, Leicester fantastically timed run beautiful ball over the top from Issa Diop and and it was a great finish on his left foot into the into the far corner and he's just he's just a man full of confidence um stopping him he's you know the nickname he's got with a lot of West Ham fans is Iron Bowen because he you know he starts on on the right cuts inside on his left foot but he, you know, he's not quite the same as uh as, as you know, Robin obviously who is just a phenomenal player but you know he has that that you know, he has that speed, he has that ability to cut inside on his left foot, but he's also just popping up with, with all kinds of goals now. Um, he is a hard man to stop. He's, you know, he is a man on fire and fully expect him to be in the next English squad. He, he should be anyway. You look at players in his position and you look at their form. If, if the t- squad's being picked on form, then you expect him to be there. He's, you know, he's 25, he's, he's absolutely flying. And, um, and yeah, it, 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 Moyes said in January, you know, he's there's no better... A replacement for Mikel Antonio than Bowen, but I I just don't see that when I when he does play through the middle, I just think it takes away from his game because he's not a target man. He doesn't hold the ball up. He gets in behind and he he's best. You know he he gets assists as well. He's he's got you know twenty goal involvements this season, twelve goals, eight assists in all competition. Um, so there's more than just just goal scoring and uh, yeah, a fantastic footballer who's absolutely flying and um, you know whoever's uh, whoever's up against him on the left for Newcastle is going to be on for a very tough afternoon. But the centre backs, on the other hand, might have it slightly easier because Mikel Antonio is um, is really struggling. Yeah, so I think it'll be Matt Target. He couldn't play against Aston Villa because it was his parent yeah, club. Uh, his debut against Everton he was, was, was brilliant. Really looked good. Really looked assured, which Newcastle have missed in, in, in recent years in that position. So I think it'll be uh, Bowen versus uh, Target, and then you have in the centre. It'll, I think it'll be Dan Byrne and Jamal Lascelles. Jamal Lascelles missed out against Aston Villa through illness. A lot of people don't think he's good enough to be in that starting eleven, but I don't think Eddie Howe will drop his captain. I think that's a massive call when you're in the middle of a relegation battle. I know a lot of people disagree with that. You mentioned there, Antonio. I mean, Newcastle are a team full of confidence. Yes, they've lost Trippier, which is a big blow, but the confidence and the momentum still there. Three wins on the bounce. They were unbeaten in the league in 2022. Is that in contrast to West Ham where 
confidence maybe isn't as high? I think I'm not sure it's it's confidence that they're because they are grinding out results anyway and it has been a bit of a grind you know last minute um as I say you know in the last three games it's one nil v Watford with a deflected goal from Bowen and then then the other two were were last minute um last minute winners um against uh sorry so, so Kidderminster and um and Leicester was a last minute equalizer uh I don't think confidence be an issue I think um you know Moyes has them as a as a confident squad I just it's just not quite clicking and, and actually going to be interesting speaking to the manager this afternoon to find out why, because you can't really put your finger on it right now. And it's um, it, it doesn't help that, that Antonio isn't getting the goals, but then Bowen has stepped up with that. Um, Craig Dawson has has come in and, uh, you know, he was an odd signing when he you know joined the club 18 months ago, but 2.5 million, very, very well spent and it didn't quite uh, meet that. That corner, uh, he, he called it a training ground routine. I'm pretty sure he didn't mean to shoulder it in, but but you know, you mentioned Dan Byrne coming in. There could be big things. West Ham are it's, it's one thing they're very good at is that when they've been struggling, they do pop up with set piece goals. And you know, it was, it was surprisingly that was Dawson's first Premier League goal. He scored a couple in the Europa League. Um, you know, Diop's they all the back all the back four have um the four centre backs have all scored from set pieces, and so you have Suchek and Rice who are both you know six two plus. You know, so. That could be an, an, something that I'd, I I watched the goal v Leicester in you know very you know detailed on the on repeat in slow mo just to see and it was you know, Diop and um, and Antonio were were on the keeper and occupying two of their three centre backs and it left Dawson one on one with Amati and he just he just backed Dawson one on one with most players and he you know he ended up beating him and Vestergaard to the ball he had a you know a ten yard run on Vestergaard who had no chance you know on that but the, the way he just shrugged off Amati yeah okay look it was a shoulder top of his arm wasn't a great finish but it's just that desire to get there and it's um it is it, it's something that West Ham do rely on it, it I don't think there's anything wrong with scoring from set pieces you know England got to the World Cup semi-finals you know with a lot of goals from set pieces there's, there's nothing wrong with it. it you know it's it's a perfectly legitimate goal if and if you're not playing if you're not getting them from open play you know why not concentrate on them when you've got superb delivery from from Creswell from Bowen it's probably one of the reasons why Creswell came off last weekend instead of Sufal because who still had the set piece delivery. Um, but yeah, confidence wise, no, I think Moyes has got them as a confidence squad. They're going, you know, they're still in three competitions. They're really looking forward to, to the Europa League coming back next month. Um, so they, I think they just need one good performance and things will click back in for them. Do you think they look at this game, West Ham, David Moyes, West Ham fans will look at this game and think we should be beating Newcastle? Yeah, they've won three games, but they're still right in the middle of a, a relegation fight. Is this a game where you think West Ham are the are the, the favourites? On on paper, yes, it's a home game against the side who are in a relegation battle. But but we all know Newcastle are a different team, you know, since the turn of the year. You know, with all the signings come in, with with the new manager, with the form. Um, I mean, I was doing my predicted, uh, you know, until the international break, so until the end of March. And um, West Ham have got got Spurs, uh, they got Liverpool, got um, Wolves, Newcastle, and Villa. And you look at that five games, and as you know, if you're being real realistic, you look at cases like, well, you probably want to be beating Newcastle and Villa at home. You take a draw with Spurs, you take a draw with Wolves, and you, know, you get anything from Liverpool. That's an added bonus. But I was looking at it thinking eight points would be a really good return from that. Two wins, two draws. But I think, yeah, I mean, West Ham have to target a home match against a team in the bottom half of the table for three points. But looking at the form guide, a draw would be an acceptable result. Yeah, well, Newcastle, fingers crossed, they get a win. Roger asks, yeah, I said about Lascelles at centre-back, is he better defending set-pieces than Shaw? 
Arguably not, but then I don't think Shaw's any better either. I think I think that is the the weakling. Dan Byrne is instantly coming in and move things up a level. And by less, I think the sales will start simply because he's captain. I think Eddie Howe will give him a bit more of a chance to, to prove himself. And he looked good against Everton as well. I thought it was one of his best games this season. It's a shame he missed Villa through illness. Just so what before, you're saying is, uh, is put a pound on West Ham to score from a set piece in inside 90 minutes then. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, just before I ask you um, your score prediction, are there any ab- absentees from that West Ham side? I mean, everyone's going to be wondering about Zuma. You know, he was he was ill. He, he fell out of the warm-up in the last game against Leicester. Would you, do you expect him to be back with everything that's been going on? Yeah, and Mo- Moyes has said he's not going to drop him because of the... Uh, the the cat incident, which obviously is a horrible thing, and um, you know something we've covered to uh, to to death in the last you know couple of weeks or so. Um, I I don't agree with that. I think well maybe he, he would have come back for now. I I thought he should have been suspended for the game against Watford. Um, you know pending an investigation. You know, I think that would have been uh, the best way to go. I think it would also have been the, the best way to to go with the PR for West Ham. I think they, they've handled it pretty poorly to be honest. Um, but. He was he was in the team against Watford. He was in the team until 20 minutes before kickoff, uh, and I expect him to come back in, which would be a little bit harsh on Diop because he had a fantastic game last week. But he he had been struggling before that. Um, you know, there is always the option that they go three at the back, but I don't think they will. I, I think you know I think Moyes is pretty ruthless when it comes to that, and I think Zuma will just come back in and partner with 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 Dawson. Obviously, Angelo Obana is out for the season. Um, Arthur Masuaku is um, a, another one who won't be playing for a little while. They're, they're, potential having an operation but other than that uh it's a fully fully fit squad for West Ham as far as I know so we haven't had the press conference we'll have that this afternoon but um but David Moyes is uh he very rarely gives anything away it was actually quite a surprise a couple of weeks ago when um when he spoke about uh Lanzini uh had a you know, little bit of an Achilles injury and he was on the bench against Watford and then then you find out you know a few hours later was then when the Zuma incident came out it's like oh, okay maybe put two and two together and maybe he's given us a little bit more to try and moves away from that, which obviously wasn't going to happen. But uh, but no, uh, pretty much a fully fit squad. And how will the game end? Will West Ham get a bit of Newcastle, do you think? I I think it'll be close. I think it'll, it'll either be 1-1 or a 2-1 home win I'm going for. But I, I think I'll probably actually stick with the draw. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the draw as well. I'm much more confident going into this game than I was a few weeks ago. But I think a draw against West Ham, chasing Champions League football will be would be a good point for Newcastle and certainly help them in their fight for survival. Yeah, I um, think you're right. Though. I think for, for Newcastle, a, a draw, you know, away in what will be tough conditions. Um, you know, their travel plans might change. Honestly, I, I wouldn't want to be flying out there right now. So, you know, maybe travel plans will change. Um, Champions League chasing side, you know, team in fifth place away from home. I think a draw would be a, be a very good result for Newcastle. I think West Ham would be a little bit disappointed purely because of what's coming up for them and they, they'll look at this and think you know Moyes always has his targets and you know personally looking at the next five I think well you need to get the win here well fingers crossed they don't get the win in Newcastle do um, and anyone watching this listening to this traveling down from Tyneside to London safe travels as Tom mentioned there it's a little bit windy outside and fingers crossed you get there safely do stay safe please remember to like and follow the podcast through your podcast provider and if you're on YouTube hit the subscribe button and head over to chroniclelives.co.uk where we'll bring you all the latest Newcastle United news, including what Eddie Howe had to say in his press conference today and what David Moyes will say later on after he's spoken to Tom and his colleagues. What time is that about? Uh, half past one here. Half past one there. So keep an eye out for that and enjoy your weekend. Eddie Howe just held his latest press conference ahead of Newcastle's 
trip to West Ham tomorrow, and obviously the big the big talking point has been you know the the fitness update on Kieran Trippier. Uh, obviously, absolutely hammer blow. Uh, him picking up that injury against Aston Villa only on Sunday, uh, but since then things have been quite swift. Uh, Eddie Howe, you know, assessing this all the way, and Kieran Trippier going under the knife. To look at that broken foot and hopefully um, the news is now positive for people he's going to play again this season and Trippier you know went into this month knowing he was going to make an impact and he's done exactly that helping Newcastle to three massive wins two big goals and huge influence on and off the field and that that is going to be sorely missed um, in, in the next couple of weeks so you know but for for Newcastle the, the fans, they at least know that he's going to uh, be back. And that, that's that's a huge thing this season. Um, Eddie Howe in his press conference also asked about the status of uh, Javier Manquillo. And Manquillo won't play at West Ham. But the, the better news on him is that, you know, it's not serious. He is going to be back sooner rather than later. So that right back option is there if, if Eddie Howe wants to play him on that side. Obviously, you've got Jacob Murphy and Emil Kraft as well who can step into that position. But, you know, for Newcastle fans, I think the, the Trippier confirmation is is positive. You, you you went into that one wondering if he would play again this season. Thankfully, he's going to be back. And, and the good news, if you if you look at Kieran Trippier's injury history, you know, I, th- I think the most he's been out for in the last four or five years has been uh, something like 30, 31 days, something like that. So he's a quick healer. He's, he's a willing lad. He, he's, he's up for the challenge. And, and to be fair, I think uh, as soon as he can play, he will. I don't think he's one of these players who's going to be sitting around on the tri- treatment table and uh, you know going down that road where he's just waiting for next season. I, I think he'll be back as soon as physically possible. And I, th- I think that's a, that's a massive, uh, massive step for, for Newcastle. Um, going into the the next few games, um, you know they know he's going to be back. So for the rest of them, they're going to have to, to step up. As I mentioned earlier in the week, they're going to have to live up to the same standard uh, as Kieran Trippier has set, and he really has lifted Newcastle the four points clear of the relegation zone. You know this was, as I said yesterday, this was unthinkable not that long ago. Uh, you know Newcastle supporters. Feared they were going to be cut adrift. You were looking down at that bottom part of the table. There's teams with three, four games in hand even over Newcastle. And they, um, they've they turned it around. And one of the questions that I asked Eddie Howe was, you know, is the incentive now to to get this job done early? You know, get, get, the, get the deal sealed, um, you know, potentially end of March, beginning of April, whereas at one stage you were thinking, we're going to be lucky to get to get get this to sort of the last day of the season, a, a last day sort of uh, shootout, if you like, which we we've had in the past uh, with Newcastle. If you remember, you know, going down to Aston Villa, uh, and you know it it all happened on the on the last game of the season, and it went against Newcastle. There was a game against West Ham uh, in 2015 when Newcastle needed a win to stay up. On that occasion, they did it. We don't want that sort of drama. Uh, under under Eddie Howe, and you know he's hoping to get this sealed as quickly as possible. And and personally, I, I, as I said yesterday, I I think they will 
um, get this done pretty quickly. West Ham's going to be a tough game, um, but they've, uh, they've had, they've, they've come into it on mixed form. Um, you know, they, yes, they got a point at Leicester, but they just scraped it. You know, it was an injury time equaliser. Uh, they, they beat Watford very narrowly. And before that, you know, Leeds showed at the Olympic Stadium that they, they were uh, more than beatable West Ham. So, real opportunity. I think um, Newcastle fans will be, you know, hoping to travel down there safely, first and foremost. Uh, but ultimately, they'll, they'll believe their team can get something out, out of this fixture. A uh, point for me would be a fantastic result uh, at West Ham, I think. We're all aware of that now, um, but ultimately, for for Eddie Howe, you know, it's about retaining that confidence. He was asked in the press conference about you know whether Bruno would start the game, but he said at the minute, you know, the, the team is playing so well, particularly the midfield who've risen to the challenge. Uh, they're playing outstanding at the moment, and you wonder for for him for Bruno. Is he going to get frustrated? Well, if he comes in the team hungry and keen to, uh, to impress, which I think he will, then that, that might not be a bad thing for uh, for Newcastle United supporters. And, you know, I think that that might come at a time where Newcastle maybe need that lift. So lots of selection problems. I mean, we spoke yesterday about Jamal Lascelles, whether he should start the game or do you stick to that winning formula? with Fabian Scher and, and Dan Byrne at the back. Uh, I think that's certainly a, seemed to be what the majority of people were saying. Some people, you know, on, on here yesterday were suggesting maybe change the system, go back to a, to, to a three-man defensive rear guard in the middle. Yeah, well, that, that that's certainly an option. But for me, I'm always one of these that you stick to the winning formula. And, you know, what type of message does that send if, if the skipper can't get in the team, you know, he's going to have to fight for his place. And unfortunately for him, he was actually playing well before he picked up the illness. Uh, he was outstanding against Everton, winning everything in the air. And I think really in the last three games, he has, the last three games he's played, he has been quite impressive. So it's, you know, a real battle for places now. Um, as for, you know, looking ahead for Newcastle, you know, if they can emerge from this weekend with with something, you're then looking at you know the, the three below them struggling. They've all got tough games again this weekend, and I think if, if Newcastle can just you know add to that buffer, then I think that that would put them in re in a really good place. You know they've got Brentford away in the next game, and I know a lot of you on there have spoken about uh, Brentford potentially being pulled into this, and I, I agree with that. I think. They had a great start of the season, fantastic scenes. They beat Arsenal in their opening game. And that sort of early season form continued for them. But since then, they've slowly been pulled into it. And maybe there's one or two doubts entering the minds of the newly promoted club. So, yeah, at one point, this looked like a battle of four teams at the bottom. Now, I think it's probably open to about eight teams. And, you know, someone else could get pulled in. And for Newcastle, they could potentially kick on and, and get a, a position similar to what they got last season. But we can't get carried away. It's all about West Ham this weekend. It's all about getting that result. 
as I mentioned at the start of this, uh, good news on Kieran Trippier, will play again this season, but obviously short term, we're, we're going to miss him. Um, and on Man Keo, uh, he is uh, going to miss this weekend, but that's not as serious and he's going to be back soon. So um, I hope that's answered most of your questions. Um, if not, stick them in the box and I'll try and get back to them later on. But thanks for tuning in again and uh, we'll bring you some more updates, hopefully from the London Stadium tomorrow.